So welcome to the BA Knowledge Share. In this episode, we have a very special guest, um, Paolo Samicelli. I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very, very much for inviting me. Great. Uh, so Paolo, you're an Italian entrepreneur. Um, you're also an international speaker and author of uh, several books, um, one of them being Scrum for Hardware, uh, the first significant publication in the world on the topic, and Scrum and AI, uh, Artificial Intelligence Agile Development with Scrum and um, MLOps, uh, with the foreword by Jeff Sutherland. So I'm a big fan of Jeff Sutherland, so this is um, that's awesome. Um, you've also... Um, you help organizations uncover better ways to, to, to work with customers. Um, and you, you're basically you're also a Scrum um, trainer uh, for Scrum Inc., Lean Agile Procurement Trainer and Management 3.0 Facilitator. Uh, you're also an executive, uh, you've executive certificate in management and leadership from MIT Sloan School of Business. So that's awesome. You have a lot going on there. Um, First off, the first question that I have is, what is your perspective on the future of Agile with new complex challenges like uh, developing AI? So my perspective and my recent experience uh, coaching these uh, uh, teams developing uh, AI-based applications is that when the challenges uh, be become more, more complex, so complex like AI or like in hardware from my previous book, what you see is that you can just do the, the basic stuff, you know? So the, the Scrum Guide alone doesn't provide you all the necess necessary ingredients to, 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 to reach your, your goals. So what I see is that the Scrum of high-performing teams in, in AI, they use more patterns from the the, the the scrum patterns library than mm -hmm. the, the basics and also that the engineering practices are needs to be really uh, serious mm -hmm. and so what you see is that uh, uh, scrum alone can 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 do can, can provide you everything you need. So you need also continuous integration, you need uh, DevOps, you need MLOps in, uh, in particular for talking about machine learning and uh, you need automated testing. So the idea is that the, 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 the more complex the challenge is, the more serious needs to be your, your, your practices. And so that's, that's what I'm seeing. So I, uh, I think that if the trend keeps going, what we would see is the fusion between things that we might consider separate, like extreme programming and Scrum and MLOps. We will see that all the teams will converge on, on the, the, the larger set of practices. So Scrum is not going anywhere. Agile is not going anywhere. So. It sounds like it's definitely needed in AI projects. Um, so that's that's interesting, right? So there's a lot of unknowns out there. Um, and, and that ties to my next question is, how does Scrum look differently in AI-related projects? Is there any difference? You did mention that uh, for AI projects, it's, it's, it's using a lot more Scrum. Um, so can you kind of elaborate on that? Yeah. So basically, if you look at if we look at the uh, book from 2019 from Jeff Sutherland 
and uh, Jim Copley and uh, the, the Scrum book where, where they shared the, the huge library of patterns. So for uh, people who are listening to us, uh, uh, a pattern is a elegant and general solution for a recurring problem. So we have patterns everywhere. We have patterns in architecture, we have patterns uh, uh, in, in software. The, from the 90s, the Gango 4 and the, the following patterns. And we do also have patterns in organizational design and in Scrum mm -hmm. as well. So what uh, I'm seeing is that, that the, the, for example, um, the, the, the patterns for, for in Scrum, for, for the, 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 the Scrum guide, for example, deal only with the plan, the work. So what you do, you plan at the, at the sprint planning uh, and you review at the sprint, review at the end of the sprint. Mm -hmm. And But if you have uh, something in, in in your work that it cannot be planned, unplannable work, what we have in the pattern library is the, is called the, the interruption buffer. And so the, with the, the interruption pattern, we have uh, a fraction of the work that is planable and a fraction of the work that is not planable. And so we do have a scrum that can deal with things that are, are diverse from the standard setting when you have like um, a team uh, starting to developing a software uh, or a project uh, of, of from any domain uh, from a greenfield. And so they don't have an interruption. If you have teams that they have already something in production, for example, they get uh, bugs, they get uh, urgent need for for supported, you cannot plan those, mm -hmm. but you have to, you need to have a process that works uh, either with planable and unplanable work. And so, for example, this is uh, something I see around the very very uh, emerging more often every uh, every day. Um, other things that we used to consider very important uh, with traditional software, like uh, story points, mm. um, I I see less. Uh, uh, AI teams doing uh, uh, estimation at all. The idea is that do we have enough work for the entire sprint? And the answer is just yes. And so they are relaxing some practices uh, that instead maybe in software that are more used and they are adding new practices. This standard structures though is very, is still the same. You do have a sprint, you do have uh, planning and review and retrospectives, you have dailies uh, and you have uh, product owners because the, the, the question of understanding a business is still a really a, a, a big pitfall because if you misunderstand what the business wants, user wants, uh, there is no point in developing at all, right? So that's what I see around interviewing teams uh, in AI. Yeah, yeah. And also to your point around, um, you know, understanding the business need, because business analysts go out there and really try to understand, well, what are your what are your business needs? Let's document your requirements or let's understand your requirements. So that doesn't seem like that's going away. Um, there's always going to be a need if there's a problem um, for analysts um, in, 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 that, in that sort of environment or team. Um, you, you mentioned in your book that in conventional software development projects, you provide machine with input and instructions to get the desired output. But in AI, you give the conditions to allow the computer to figure out the instructions by itself. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, 
so talking about software, of course, AI is very wide. So we have something called uh, supervised learning and something called unsupervised learning. So the, the simplest example comes from supervised learning. That's we might want to cover so that the people not familiar with AI can understand. So supervised learning means that uh, you have a set of data and you target this data. So you add an information to this data on what is the uh, desired output. For example, let's say we want to have an algorithm uh, that uh, you provide it with a picture of uh, an animal, let's say a dog or a cat, mm -hmm. and the algorithm can understand if this is a dog or this is a cat. What? How we solve this problem? We We collect a lot of pictures and we say, okay, this is a dog, this is a cat, this is a dog, this is a cat. Then we provide the, 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 the machine learning algorithm with all the examples and, and say, okay, this is a dog, this is a cat. He, he learns, basically, he try to guess if this is a, which, which animal, and then he, we say that he back propagate when he make a mistake. So, okay, I believed in my current structure, this was a dog instead is a, uh, a cat. So what I should change by myself in my internal structure to understand that this is not a, a dog, is a cat. Mm -hmm. Now, you can provide the machine something that it, we don't know what is it, and it will try to guess uh, with uh, some percentage of accuracy if this is a dog, this is a cat. Mm -hmm. In uh, in the foreword of my book uh, that Jeff Sutton uh, kindly provided, uh, uh, there is a comparison between uh, Scrum and this kind of approach. Because uh, in methodologies, uh, what you have is a, a very detailed description of what is supposed, what the behavior from developers is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So in, the, in, in methodologies, you say, okay, do this, uh, do that, uh, meet uh, here, write these documents and so on. Scrum itself, when he showed, when Jeff showed to Mike Beadle, that Mike Beadle is the third person of Scrum because uh, Jeff Ken, they st started implementing Scrum and then they popularized it. The first person in the world who implemented the Scrum in a company where there wasn't a Jeff and Ken yeah. is Mike Beadle. And Mike Beadle, when he heard about Scrum, he said, okay, I get it. It's based on artificial intelligence. That was in 1995. Oh. Imagine how genius was uh, the, the uh, uh, Mike, unfortunately, Mike passed away a few years ago, uh, um, and 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 so we miss him very much. And so the idea is that uh, what you do in Scrum, you make the team to plan something, to try to review what they did, and then to reflect on the retrospective. And then they, they will say, "Is this what we were expecting to do?" No, we missed this, or we 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 broke this that stuff, or the clients told this this feedback that is needs needs some correction, mm -hmm. and so they learn by themselves the process and the 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 way to develop the product. So basically, it's machine learning for humans. <laughs> so yeah. instead of providing all, all the information how you should behave to have a very functional uh, development team, uh, you mm -hmm. will figure out by yourself because what Scrum do in practice is, the, uh, Scrum is just tuning out the feedback loop 
Right. So that the members they will figure out by themselves what we are supposed to do, how we are supposed to do, it, and so on. So that's that's really fascinating because <laughs> we 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 tend to think that the the human beings are, are the intelligent part, and then we right. have the machine that we are trying to make a little bit more intelligent. And yeah. then we figure out we found that the traditional uh, project management approach uh, are, is more like. Uh, uh, programming uh, for 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 human beings that treat the people like uh, mm, let's say not intelligent uh, uh, beings. Yeah. With Scrum, you you give the 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 the, the, the network of the the developers uh, plus the product owner and uh, let's say even the the stakeholders the 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 responsibility to figure out themselves what we need should what we should do and how to do it. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's fascinating the way you've explained it, right? So it's it's like it's cyclical. It's literally, uh, you know, AI. I mean, not AI, but this whole Scrum and Agile process. Um, do you think um, AI would ever take the role of a project manager or a Scrum master? No. So okay. when I attended uh, um, when I attended the, the business school at the MIT, the, the Sloan, as you mentioned before. I met uh, one of the, I think, one of the best professors in the world. Uh, and uh, uh, let me remember um, uh, the name. No. Sure. Uh, he, he is uh, Professor Pietro, Pietro, bon, uh, Pietro Bon. I don't, I don't want to say the, the word, uh, um, the name incorrectly. Let me, let me uh, uh, Google for a second. Um, but it's interesting while you're looking it up, the um so AI can never won't be able to sort of replace those skill sets because they are so on one level you can structure them probably in a certain way, like structure tasks and projects. Another level, there's a lot of finesse and there's a little bit of uh art there. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So what, yeah. why I'm, I'm I'm getting the exact name of sure. this project? I I don't I don't recall it. It's really embarrassing, but <laughs> no, no, it's it happens. <laughs> Wait, uh, like... um, what? Let me say what what he, he, he told us about AI. He was teaching uh, yeah. uh, the the economy, so we were talking about uh, something mm -hmm. else. But what uh, uh, what he said that the, the one advantage of a human beings uh, towards a, a, a machine mm -hmm. that we, we will always have an advantage is that human beings they change they can change their mind in a fraction of a second. So you have, for example, a, a belief, mm -hmm. and and you say and you say, okay, I believe this thing. Then you have maybe a conversation with me. And they use uh, acquire a new piece of information from me, and mm -hmm. that made you change uh, your mind. Mm -hmm. A machine to change uh, their mind it takes a huge amount of new data. Mm. So one unfair advantage for human beings that we are capable of adapting and change our minds with just one new information. Mm -hmm. Instead, the machines, if they form a belief. Then to change their mind, they have to acquire much more data. So, for example, you, the, the example of before, cat and dogs, then I show a mouse. Yeah, They will need uh, thousands of pictures of mouse to understand that this is a mouse, okay, and not, mm -hmm. and not, and not a cat. Instead, for, for us, 
you are you never saw a mouse but if mm -hmm. you see one mouse on so you get being told that this is a mouse you mm -hmm. never see that because they don't exist here but they are mouses you learn instantly you yeah. are the a new category so this is a, the unfair advantages uh, um uh, macroeconomics uh, let me google because the, the the professor needs to to uh oh here you go so the professor name is roberto rigobon professor okay. roberto rigobon from mit he, there is a lot of videos on youtube about him he's playing multiple stuff is yeah. i think is the more uh, the best communicator and is very passionate. Uh, I, I I love the how he he, he, he teach and uh, and he told the teasing class and I think this is really interesting because nobody in in the news uh, or books about uh, uh, sci-fi for example for a machine taking over and, and I never heard this from, from any other sources but this is so so a scrum master scrum mm -hmm. master needs to to. That's a typical example where you need to change your mind instantly. So, for yep. example, you you are used to work with somebody, and you like him or her, and you and you 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 trust him, mm -hmm. or uh, or let's say trust him because men are more are less trustworthy. <laughs> and then you find that this guy is stealing something from your company. Uh -huh. You change your mind instantly, right? Right. So yep. now this is an extreme uh, example, but uh, that's so. What that's why um, project managers, product owners, scrum masters, uh, mm, I don't see them to be to deep to be. Yeah, machine. and also also it's the changing environment, right? So there's so many, and the changes are happening faster and faster. So changes from customers, right? Their behaviors will always make yeah. us pivot faster. Exactly. exactly. So Developers, yeah, no, that's interesting. Developing might change, so but this is a, a continuum trend. So in in seventies uh, to develop a software for computer, you had to speak uh, a, a language that was very close to machine, almost mm -hmm. zero and ones, very very complex. Then yeah. we had high level languages, and uh, but they were structured, so still quite hard to maintain. Then we got uh, object oriented language more abstract now probably you will have somebody telling the machine what to do mm -hmm. in a even in a natural language like we have seen chat gpt right yes. and so maybe the developers they will not in the future type entirely the algorithm but they will provide they will use a more sophisticated interface so maybe you might need the less developers in a team mm -hmm. but for all the three roles of Scrum, I don't see a machine taking the role. What we are seeing right now, very interesting though, is a human-machine pairing. Something, there is a small chapter in my in my book, for example, there is an interesting um, product called uh, uh, test, not test drive, something, Copilot from mm. GitHub. So basically you write the code and then you write in a comment something like, uh, I would like to check if this input uh, is uh, correct, or if there is some malicious, uh, for example, or this is a, let, let's make a simpler example. I would like to check if this string is a, a valid date. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the format is a date. So, uh, and 
and this uh, uh, AI pairing with you drive the algorithm. And then you oh, okay. can kind of adapt what you want to change. But so this kind of pairing, uh, human, human sense. So it's, it's almost like a peer um, collaboration with AI, right? Yeah. Where they're doing the, where you as a developer are typing in, hey, to your, to your point, your example, and then the AI is actually doing that work for you. So it's almost like a, it's peer review, but it's really peer collaboration. That's, that's exactly. interesting. I never heard of that. Exactly. Um, so what we will see is this: we will have uh, superhumans, thanks to the AI. But it will not. I don't see at the moment, uh, as far I know, something that uh, you remove the human and use only the AI. That would be a step backward. So because the the most sophisticated uh, intelligence today is uh, natural intelligence plus uh, artificial intelligence alone, they are limits. So that's that's. That's a good together to, if you are yeah, scared about the AI. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they need you, right? Exactly. Well, they definitely need you. Um, so on a newer effort, so Chat GPT was was released. I think a lot of people have used Chat GPT by now. It's it's interesting. It's just a little snippet into the world of AI. Um, how does how does one determine how they can leverage? AI. So as an example, there's bigger organizations out there trying to figure out and scratch their heads, like, how do we leverage? How do we even start an AI project? So this goes back to two questions here. One is, how do you determine the need for AI? And how do you go about actually assessing it or getting the scope um, for AI projects? Uh, th th this is a, 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 big, uh, <laughs> a big question. So Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the... One. My advice is uh, the, the, the most important part is understanding uh, the root of the need or the desire. You know, you can develop, uh, most of the time in software, we talk about the problems, users' problems, but sometimes they are desires, not, not just problems. So you want to do more, not just solving a problem, but maybe being able to, to, do, to work more. So the, the ability to understand really the real source of value so somebody that wants or needs something and they cannot achieve achieve it by themselves and and you understand this tension somebody has a desire that is not easy it cannot be easily being fulfilled and so the idea is say okay if i can provide them something they will reach this this desired benefit mm -hmm. and so we can exchange the value with them because for them it's valuable to reach this uh, this uh, outcome uh, so we can ask uh, in exchange or something uh, uh, and it might be money or it might be your data or might be okay that's how normally human transaction works mm -hmm. so the the idea is that the with we, we, basically ai what gives you is um um a larger uh, tool set let's say with traditional software, you can solve a set of problems. Mm -hmm. With AI, you can solve you 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 wouldn't be, I think, uh, um, optimal to going and solving the same problem that you solve with with the traditional software. The the best part that we are seeing around at the moment is that you solve a new category of problems with AI. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if you have to write a, an algorithm to recognize a cat and dogs from pictures 
and you write it in a traditional way, that would be almost impossible. Mm-hmm. You should compare every single pixel in colors and figure out that that's you want intense. you want to look for eyes. That that's not something. It's not something that you can even think how to do it. Mm-hmm. But with uh, with uh, um, uh, machine learning, you can do that. So the idea is that uh, if you're interested in a business analyst, mm-hmm. it will be more, uh, I mean, in traditional software business analysts understand the problem and then also understand the part of the solution. Mm-hmm. Here would be, we need to figure out the problem. And then when, when we need to figure out the problem, we can have understanding if this problem category fits well in uh, an algorithm that you can, uh, a human being can write, or an algorithm that a machine can derive from the data. Mm-hmm. There will be a, a new need related to data, because today what we, we have is the data scientists. Data scientists are experts in data. The problem is that, uh, let's say we have a data scientist expert in uh, natural language processing, so the machine understanding uh, the human language. Um, Of course, if we are talking about general knowledge, any data scientist can understand the the language. What if the language is a very narrow domain language, like a medical sector? Now you will need a data, something you call, that somebody you call, you might call it a data analyst, but let's say an expert on that domain, Mm-hmm. Pairing up with the data scientists, pairing up with the developers, pairing up with the business people understanding how to make value with this solution together mm-hmm. to figure out what to do. So the, there is, a, there is a, um, probably we will see in the future team, de- development team with a more wide set of skills. So in Scrum, we have this idea of uh, cross-functional team. So in the yes. same team, you have developers, testers, uh, analysts, and so on. Mm-hmm. You will have probably, I don't know, uh, somebody that is a medical degree in a development team because mm-hmm. they have to understand the, the medical jargon and all the implication that if you change just, just a letter in medical terms might change everything, right? So t- what I think the future will be Developing this stuff is going to be even more a team sport rather than an individual sport. That's so. that's a good analogy because um, I never thought about the domain expertise that will reside within the team itself. Your point about medical expertise is a good example. And other examples could be finance or insurance or um, other yeah. other domains. Absolutely. Um, it's been such a great conversation to have and, and with you and really understanding about AI and how that sort of comes into play with the agile world, with analysis. Um, if, if someone wanted to learn more about you and about your books, do you have any recommendations um, that folks can go to? Well, um, there is the website, scrum-ai.com, where I, when you, of course, you see the links to, to buy the book on Amazon, uh, if you want a paper version, mm-hmm. and oh, I have a copy here, so this is now on Amazon. What I say in this book is that uh, this is not the book, what you're holding in your hand is not book, is mm-hmm. is is like the... Um, lifetime access uh, to the online version. So in the last uh, page, uh, there is the 
the QR code to download the, the, the electronic version, that will get updates uh, while I, I gather new material. Mm -hmm. So the idea is that the book itself is agile, so it's never finished. I will yeah. add the material along the way on the electronic version only, of course. I, uh, I don't like the idea of having like multiple editions because maybe people buy it today and then in one year there will be a second edition and you have to mm -hmm. rebuy it again. And that right. I don't think is fair. So what I come up with the idea is that okay, the paper version will be something to start with, and also if you want, if you like to read on paper, you can read that. But then you will have the additional material uh, uh, without paying an extra. So the website contains already some um, articles that people can can read and understanding a little bit, and um, and that will be one 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 option. Of course, if you Google. Uh, <laughs> AI articles and videos today uh, are, are, are full. I think that some people like uh, Andrew Eng are very interesting to, to pay attention to. Um, many universities, university professors are, are, are publishing a lot. Almost everything about AI is open source, you know, so there is a lot of uh, interesting stuff. Of course, you, if you are not uh, a computer science uh, expert, uh, you are starting from scratch. Probably YouTube might be a, a place yeah. where to find some tutorial and some sim simple examples. Uh, and uh, and and then yes, in uh, many books uh, suggested in my book uh, as a reference, uh, but no, now <laughs> I can't remember yeah. all of them. Yeah, no. So I think your book is is one source or one place to really understand AI in in Scrum. Um, and I think it's 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 a good read um, for those, especially in this community of, of business analysis that are within that agile or Scrum environment. And really read. I mean, it is a good read um, to get familiar Thanks. with AI. Um, so thank you so much for joining us today, Paolo. Uh, if folks wanted to get a hold of you, you have provided that website um, link as well, and we'll provide some links in the show notes uh, below as well. So thank you so much for joining us, Paolo, um, and uh, have a great day. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Bye. Bye.